Hi, and welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And today we have another episode of Falsifiable Fridays, um, and I'm going to continue on with talking about gender inequality. And so um, last week I talked about how sexist academia is, um, and I mean really only the, the tip of the iceberg on how sexist um, uh, that environment is. Um, of course, I'm like, I'm exaggerating a little bit, like it's not like, it's just this hostile like place um, where everyone is just being mean and uh, and and uh, hating on women and like things like that. But like, it's it, regardless, that doesn't matter actually. Um, it, it happens and whether it happens subtly or if it happens explicitly, it's still happening. And so if you're interested in that, check out last week's um, stuff. Um, but for this week, I'm going to continue on um, talking about um, different ways that we might treat women versus men. And so um, what I want to do first is I want to just read a couple of things. Um, these are two different acceptance speeches for an award on two separate years. Um, this is from um, top company, uh, Morgan Stanley. And uh, what it is, it's um, two of their um, senior financial analysts um, receiving an award. So one is from 2020, one is from 2021. <clears throat> and I want you to just like listen to these and see what you think. Um, uh, yeah, what, what do you think of these, these two people? So first, um, we have Amelia. Amelia uh, won this award in 2020, <clears throat> and her speech goes like this. All my life, I, sorry, <laughs> I can read. Um, all my life, I had wanted to work for a major company like Morgan Stanley. Every move I made, even starting from high school, I planned every class and made sure that there was a purpose for everything that I did. I got this role through careful planning and taking advantage of opportunities to gain more experience in my chosen field. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to pursue my goals and work so hard. Now I'm a senior financial analyst, a position I have always wanted. Cool. So, I mean, of course, this isn't the full thing, um, but you get the gist of what's happening here. We have a second one. This is from 2021, the following year. We have Margot. And Margot um, has her speech, and it goes like this. You know, I never knew about Morgan Stanley until recently. I honestly ended up with a lucky break and with unexpected incidents. It was really the result of a series of circumstances, and I benefited from unexpected events. I was initially placed in what was supposed to be a temporary position of financial analyst, but as luck would have it, sometimes circumstances lead you in another direction. Now I'm a senior financial analyst, a position I never expected to have. <clears throat> so the contrast, of course, could not be more stark <laughs> between these two people, Amelia, very much wanted this position and very much uh, worked hard, planned her way to get there, was motivated um, and did what she needed to in order to, to get this senior financial analyst position. Margot, <laughs> very opposite <laughs> um, uh, story. Um, 
I'm sure she does her role well. Uh, obviously, she does. Morgan Stanley appreciates it. But in this case, um, she just kind of got lucky. She met the right people at the right time. She didn't even know that this is what she wanted. But like, now that she's here, cool, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty different story, right? And so you get to hear these two people. You get to hear there's a little bit of their background. You get to hear a little bit about like where they're at. And I wonder... Knowing this, knowing that there are these two people here with such different circumstances, but the same end um, like result, do differ, uh, differ in your perspective of these two people. Do you perceive Amelia different than Margot? And I guess I, I, I have a few more questions. Um, do, you, do you like one of them more? Is one of them more likable, knowing that one of them worked hard versus lucked out? Do you find one of them to be a little bit more hostile because one of them worked hard versus lucked out? Is one of them more selfish? Is one of them more cold? Is one of them more pushy? Potentially you find differences, potentially you don't. Um, it can be a little weird, right? Like luckily you don't have to say your answers out loud, um, but maybe in your head, maybe you automatically start to have these judgments comparing these two women. So what I'll say is, First of all, I lied. Of course I lied. Um, <laughs> what I lied about, though, uh, was that, I mean, these are all made up things. Maybe you knew that already. Um, these are not two people that, I mean, maybe they work at Morgan Stanley. I don't know um, where they work. Uh, these are completely made up people in my head, at least. Um, they did not win anything. They're not actually senior financial analysts, to my knowledge. But um, I wanted to make sure that I presented these two stories to see if there are actual differences in your perception. And so this is kind of also just to get a little bit of a taste of what participants in this study um, that I'm about to be talking about went through. So in the study, um, the participants, they don't end up seeing multiple stories. They just see one story. Um, so they're not directly comparing Amelia versus Marco, let's say. But they end up seeing a story and then they rate that person. And so there's four different stories um, that would have happened. I didn't want to go through all four stories here because that would have... Uh, been a bit like too in your face uh, about like what I'm trying to do here um, but you can imagine what if this was not Amelia what if this was like Mark what if this wasn't Margot what if this was like oh I don't know Steve um, what what would you make of these um, these stories then <laughs> does Mark get more uh, leniency even though he was just as motivated as Amelia what about Steve? Does he also end up um, in the same boat as Mark? Is there a difference between a man who's uh, lucked out versus uh, worked hard? Who's more likable then? And how do those two compare to Amelia and Margot? Well, uh, if you're part of this study, uh, you, uh, you might not think that you would uh, rate people differently, but it does happen. <laughs> there are reliable differences here. Um, people that get to see the story of a woman who has worked hard and is motivated and has planned her way to succeed, they tend to be viewed as more hostile. Crazy, right? They are, they're more cold, they're more pushy, more selfish. And this is compared to even other women that uh, under different circumstances get the same role. So 
if someone lucks out, if a woman lucks out, that woman is considered less hostile than the person, the woman that has um, gotten the um, position through hard work. That woman is also more hostile compared to men, regardless of the situation, regardless of if they have worked hard, regardless of if they have um, lucked out. The woman um, who was motivated and uh, sought out her career is the most hostile. Of course, I have a ton of uh, caveats to this. I have a ton of questions. Um, But on its face, what do you think of that? Is that true? Again, you might think in your own like life or self, you maybe you would think that like, oh, I would never do that. And that's the thing, like, right? Like if you if you're just like seeing all these circumstances laid out before you, like, yeah, of course you probably won't somehow suddenly say, like, oh, like, yes, I do like this person better than another person when like nothing is explicitly like in your face. But on a case-by-case basis, maybe we do have these tendencies and we they happen without our knowing, right? So that's, that's the finding here, is that um, women that have succeeded through their own like volition, they are more hostile. There's also like a flip side of this, which is women that um, lucked out, they tend to be the most likable, which like that also says a whole lot about like people's perceptions, right? That we can like a woman that is like, oh, just like, silly and like has gotten to a place like oh like I don't have any goals or aspirations but like here I am like that's insane right that that person is somehow more likable than someone who has worked hard that someone who has had dreams and aspirations and also that doesn't happen for men um we don't see that happen for men we see that for men it is um that they are not more likable just because they lucked into something. They're also not more likable if they worked hard. They're just kind of there. Um, but for some reason, we change our perspectives when it comes to women. So I have some questions <laughs> um, on, on what this means and uh, how much we should be believing it and how far these, um, these um, findings might extend, which might not be that far um, once I say these things. Um, but I, I mean, I believe it, <laughs> I believe what happened here. Um, yeah, if you have thoughts on this, I, I definitely want to hear as well. But <clears throat> one of the first things that comes to mind, um, is that everyone in the study, all of these make-believe people, um, and, and their stories that were told, these are all, uh, people who are white. Um, at least they are you you might come to that conclusion based off of their names. names. Um, there's nothing explicitly that says they're white or not, um, but they're very typical names that you might hear. Um, uh, so when it comes to that, like, and this is something I sort of talked about in in last week's episode that there are um, we have multiple identities, right? Those identities intersect and. It's not so simple. It's not so simple as like, oh, I'm just a woman and this is my circumstance. There's, you can be a woman, you can also be black, you can also be of another um, background that is also marginalized by society. And that adds up and not only adds up, it like really multiplies and gives like unique situations. 
sometimes fighting against different identities, sometimes people who might accept part of you, but not the other part of you. So the idea that like these were white women and white men, there's at least something um, there about like these are the majority, which is true in um, in the US. Um, most people are are white. So there's like that's a good thing that the study was done because it is the most commonplace kind of thing that happens. <clears throat> there will be white people in positions that um, yeah, I mean this these findings might hold because of that, right? But when thinking about who is most like vilified, who is most um, uh, um, taken advantage of, who is most harassed, who might have the most distress in workplace um, scenarios, you might actually think it's, you might think to go to people with intersectional identities. And so good step, of course, necessary step that this happen, but we need to see how this might change for people of different backgrounds. And if it is that much more severe, it wasn't like that huge of a difference in hostility um, when it came to these four people, but maybe that isn't the case when it comes to other people uh, of different race, ethnicities, of different um, other kind of backgrounds. Maybe that's a sexual minority. Maybe that's um, someone who is, um, someone has dis disabilities, like all the other ways in which society condemns people for just living, right? So I think that's the point. <laughs> it's just that um, I would want to see how this extends to all of these other groups. Um, this finding is, is great. It, it speaks volumes already. There are more words to be spoken. So <laughs> that's my first question. Second question. Um, so I just focused on the person in the story. What about the person who is just perceiving the story, right? Someone who is reading the story, someone who is being told the story. What about their characteristics? How might that change the perception again? So for the most part, people in this study, they were uh, females. Uh, they, they were uh, people who identified as women at the very least. And so, um, what, what does that mean, <laughs> right? Like, would this change if this was actually a more um, uh, dominated by men? Um, or, yeah, I mean, like, who knows how this would change, right? Like, I think it could happen in multiple different ways. Um, there are different arguments of like, I mean, people who are of the same lower status group in society, they can sometimes be harsher to people um, that also look like them because of empathy actually because they empathize and they understand what they're going through and yet they want them to be better somehow better and, and like an un unattainable kind of way right so that kind of thing happens that um, women might also just be harsher to other women for that kind of reason. Men might be harsher to other men for that kind of reason as well. We don't know because um, for the most part, people um, who are perceiving the stories were women in this case. We want to see um, with different populations of people how this works out. Um, for men, there's also like weird things that would happen there, right? That like if, if this was more uh, of a... Um, more dominated by by men in the sample there's like 
there's the, the very direct like sexism kind of things that could potentially happen uh, but then there's also like the weird like because like we're, we're at a crossroads right in, in society that we're learning we're learning about all of these different um, injustices that happen and so men might also like very 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 much like want to get rid of like some of these injustices and these um, misperceptions that occur and might overadjust. And like, as soon as they see a woman, they might just like suddenly say something like, oh no, this is the most likable person ever. Um, and like, yeah, like that whole idea of like overcorrecting or potentially they also just like honestly believe that, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe they understand all the circumstances that like, oh, like you're a woman and you're also motivated and also like you're, you're going against societal like norms and like things like that. So then, you get you get rated higher for that kind of reason and like i think rightfully so so like yeah th this can change and that's only a couple of ways right that this can change are are the participants also white are they also uh, of an ethnic minority are they of some other kind of identity that might um, affect these kinds of um, responses we need to do more research before we can really understand that and then my last thing here is just, I am very curious about like, how does this finding affect everyday life? So knowing this, is this something that we can just like sort of apply to our lives now that we know this? Is there like a logical step that we should be taking um, with now understanding like that this is the case and like, what do we do about it? What kind of conclusions do we come to <laughs> because of this, right? Um, I can't imagine that uh, a good conclusion would be something like only men should be doing certain jobs um, because women will just be looked at as hostile. Like, I don't think that's the conclusion. I think that that happens, right? Um, there's a difference in perception, but that doesn't mean that we should have to change um, who gets in what position just because of backlash. Society should change <laughs> in their perception of, of these things. So how do you do that? Um, it's uh, somewhat of an open-ended question um, with many different potential answers. But yeah, I mean, I'm wondering what are the conclusions that we should be making here? I also wanna say maybe there's another um, conclusion that you could take from this. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily one that I endorse, but like it is one that is there, the idea that if, if it simply is a matter of knowing how a woman got to a position that is higher than um, what historically has been possible for women, that these are male-oriented uh, kind of uh, positions, should they just lie? <laughs> should they just lie to be likable? Should they just lie to not be seen as, as hostile? Should they lie about their ambitions and their goals and like what they had to do to get here? Like I was saying, like, I, I don't know if this is something that I really endorse, but like, what if it does help? <laughs> well, like, and this is like just something that needs to happen in, in, in the meantime, uh, while we, we try to actually um, change society. I imagine that's not the right answer, but like, it's also not necessarily for me to say. So yeah, I mean, I think there's just, there's a lot of other considerations here that we need to make as far as what to do with these findings. And so I, I wanna end it there. 
Um, I think I've given enough uh, for you to think about. Um, and I am curious uh, what you think. So please uh, feel free to leave questions, feel free to leave comments. And um, we're going to continue this. We're going to continue this in different domains, uh, different ways in which men and women might be considered different for no real good reason other than um, what they look like, right? So, and I guess what is expected of them. So yeah, um, I'm gonna continue on this. And uh, if, you, if you want more information on anything, feel free to go to the website, that is roomforresearch.com, and then also on social media at roomforresearch. And that is all. So until next time, thank you. Bye for now. Yeah.